praise god beautiful people i am back again with another podcast um i thank god for this day i've been trying to put this message across i've been trying to record this podcast for the last i guess two three hours and nothing has been working every time i'm close to the end it keeps breaking off or something interrupts me or i don't know what is going on but we are just going to continue um I came across something today that I wanted to talk to you about. It is about um, for us who feel overwhelmed in wanting to please God and wanting to live a life that is holy, a life that is precious, a life that is pleasing and righteous before God, to please him in every way, to feel him, to see him, to encounter him. And I realized one thing is as believers, we need to really focus on the real things. And when I say focus, you might ask yourself, how are you supposed to focus? Focus on what? How? Uh, what do you mean focus? And today's topic is going to be focusing on the correct perspective. And I took the meaning, I went and looked for the meaning of focus and perspective. Focus means the center of interest or activity, while perspective means a particular attitude towards point of view. Now, you might be asking yourself, why is the meaning of these two so important? The meaning of the two of, uh, of these two words is very important because as believers, we are not just asked to believe in the word of God blindly. We're not just asked to just worship God. We're not just asked to know God. But it says, according to the book of John chapter, John chapter 4, from verse 23 to 24, where it says, Jesus told the Samaritan woman who he asked a drink from, um, that a time is coming and has now come when true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. And they are the kind of worshippers that the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. Now, we know that we have heard, if you didn't know that God is a spirit, God is a spirit. He lives in the spiritual world and we are in the physical world. But because of Jesus, he has made it possible for us to access God whenever, however, whichever way that we you know feel comfortable in approaching god with now the most important thing is you can pray on your knees you can pray with your hands up you can pray lying down you can pray sitting you can pray standing you can be walking around but the one thing that stands as common for each and every person praying or worshiping god is we have to worship god in spirit now you can change your physical state you can change your appearance how you look your skin color your your body size your everything your everything about you you can change it but you can never change your spirit you can change the way you think you can change the way you feel manipulate your heart actually to thinking in or feeling in a certain type of way you can even change some things about your body and how your body operates i.e. we've seen like transgender people they basically change the way their body operates their biology everything but one thing that stands is your spirit your soul the one thing that god created you as the first thing that he created before he made your body that will never change when you go to bed at night it doesn't matter the kind of charade and the kind of show that you've putting out you've been putting out out there it doesn't change who you are it doesn't change who you truly are deep within that skin okay these bodies that we have they are just bodies okay they are just houses they are they are vessels that we walk in each and every day in this world when we leave this world we go to have our real we see our real selves okay in the spiritual world e either you end up in hell or you end up in heaven 
It is my prayer that each and every one of us gets to heaven and gets to enjoy eternity with the Lord. Now, I know that many of us are trying to find our way with the Lord. I know many of us are trying to please the Lord and sometimes you can be frustrated. Some of us are waiting on the Lord to answer a certain type of prayer. Some of us are feeling like we are falling short from the Lord's grace. Sometimes some of us we feel like we are losing the fire of the Lord. And one thing that I realized, especially for people who are getting frustrated with God, you'll hear someone say, I lost faith in God because I was, I, I was expecting this and this and this and this and this did not happen. I was, um, believing in God and I went to this church and these people did this and this and this to me. So that why I don't believe in God anymore. And I know as bad as that sounds, because there are some people who've been believing God, maybe to heal a family member and maybe they died. Maybe they lost their children, their parents, their siblings, someone very, very close to or they went to church and they were abused or traumatized or what what something like that and and they really um did not feel the love of god and that's why they left the church but i want to challenge you to this question i know as traumatic as it sounds and it might sound like i'm really reaching but i need to ask your question what is your personal relationship with god like if your relationship with god is affected by the things happening in the physical then you have a problem if you are this person that your love for God depends on how blessed you are, depends on the things that you have, depends on how much stress you have. If you have a lot of stress, God doesn't love you. If you have a little stress, God is really looking out for you. Then you have a problem. If you're in a situation where you find that you feel alone, you feel distance, you feel like the Lord is not really answering your prayer, ask yourself, am I praying the right prayer? Am I doing the right things for the Lord? You might be doing everything right. You might be reading your Bible every day. You might be going to church every day. You might be praying five times a day. You might be, I don't know, reciting all the promises of the Lord in your life every single day. But at the same time, you don't have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, with God himself. You don't hear him. You cannot. You can barely hear God. And that is something that we as believers struggle with because we do not know who God is. We do not how to we don't know how to access him. People will be like, don't be too spiritual. Don't be too um don't be too vivid with these things. Uh, God knows your heart. Okay, God knows my heart, yes, but do you know God's heart? Do you know how he behaves? Do you know how he acts? Do you know how he moves? Do you know how he talks to people? Have you encountered him? Okay, people see people and the Lord said to Moses and the Lord said to Elijah and the Lord said to David and the Lord said this and this and people have put this notion that God always speaks with this audible voice like the way you can hear mine. But the truth is um, the Lord can speak to you in your dreams. He can speak to you with signs. He can speak to you in, in with an audible voice. It's true. It's, it can happen. He can speak to you in thoughts. He can speak to you with the weather, anything. He can use absolutely anything to talk to you but the problem with us humans we have confined god in time and space and our comfort zone and how we think that god is going to you know speak to us or how he has spoke to other people then we think that the way he's spoken to other people that's the same way he's going to speak to us which is wrong okay we have things that are holding on to us with there are people who are back to christ yes and maybe before let's say for example i'm going to take young people before you are engaging in casual and reckless sex fornication and now you're back to christ but you've not renounced every soul tie and you're still wondering why you have anxiety why you have fear why you have um why you're not finding a spouse why you are in uh, you have depression someone you and you didn't have these things before it's because you took these things from people because if you know sex sex is a blessing from god 
it was created in the context of marriage when you take it out of the context of marriage you create something else which is dangerous okay and as such you need to really ask yourself you've seen people who don't even get over their previous partners why do you think that is it's because of that soul tie soul ties do not appear in the physical they manifest in the physical but they happen in the spiritual you see and we have things like fear depression anxiety um things like rebellion rebelliousness from children you don't even understand where this thing came from diseases that are very uh from family to family passed down from family to family maybe from the great grandma to the last child they have cancer or maybe the first daughter of everyone who is born in that family dies for some reason that is not something that is normal don't let no one tell you it's family biology Don't go to the doctor and he's asking you, okay, did your mother, did the whoever have cancer? And you're like, yeah. And then he tells you like, this is in the genetics. There's nothing like genetics. It's manifesting as genetics, but it is in the spiritual. Okay. There is something that is claiming you. There is something that is taking your lives. And if you don't deal with it in the spiritual, it's going to come and take your life as well. And Jesus, that is what he was trying to put across to people. Like he was, he saw how people were thirsty for something. They were thirsty for God, but they were not thirsting for God in the right way. You can be thirsting for God. You can be hungry for God. You can be wanting something from God and have an encounter with him, but you're asking it in the wrong way. You are waiting for it in the wrong manner. Okay. When the, the, the Jews, when they were waiting on the Messiah, they were waiting for this rich elite kingly royal blood kind of person to come who was handsome and powerful with an army behind him to rescue them from the oppression of the roman empire but that is now who god you know came as jesus came as an ordinary guy lived his life as a carpenter then stopped and then started ministry going here and there everywhere and then at the end of the day he was killed and then he resurrected from the grave and now he sits in heaven on his throne you see he's now glorified now they wanted they wanted at that time they wanted the glorified version of jesus now that is who they wanted you know to come and save them the way that the lord would come back at the end of age when he comes back to take his church that is the kind of the messiah they were waiting on for us in this generation we want a jesus like the one that came 2000 years ago we want that gentle um loving teaching waiting patiently um always running after you kind of jesus and we have this time right now in the middle where jesus is giving you time to repent to give your life to him to build a relationship with him in the spirit so that when he comes back for his church you won't be left behind but many people don't understand that people confuse god's blessing with prosperity in the physical you having a car having a house a mansion a good job a promotion a beautiful wife a handsome husband beautiful children who are always behaved and all this stuff and people have really placed god's blessing in this physical what you have is the proof of god's blessing just because god because god took you from maybe from your home country took you to another country now you access it with how you are close to god and as much as that is okay and that as much as that is also a blessing you should also remember that in every season in every step that you are in you should remember that god has a mission for you in that particular place as a believer you are not there by chance as a believer you're not in the season by chance there is something there is a mission that you have to accomplish there is something that you have to do for the lord because we are called to serve okay we are servants of god and we are not just servants of god by name we are actually supposed to do something for the kingdom and if you are not working towards the kingdom 
then how are you waiting for heaven in the last day? The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law, they always had a problem with Jesus because for them, they accept they, they, they wanted a military leader, a military savior, a political savior. But Jesus was a spiritual savior. Jesus even said that they were like dirty cups on the inside, but sparkling on the outside. He even said that he, they've been, they, they wear these long robes and they want people to respect them and bow down to them and stand when they like pass through because they were righteous before God. But inside them, they were hypocrites. They were people who were full of malice, full of hatred, full of judgment. They were sinners. No matter how righteous they thought they were because they took God as a routine. When you take God as a routine, like every day you are like reading your Bible just for the sake of, you are preaching the gospel just for the sake of, or you are doing it because everyone else is doing it. You, are not, you don't have the drive. You don't feel like doing it. You don't really, you're not moved to bring glory and honor to God. You're just doing it because you had at the last day, you're going to, you know, everyone is going to stand before God and you're going to be judged by your works. Oh, you are you are doing the the work of God. Like right now, I've seen a very major shift in the world where people, many young people, are going back to Christ. But sadly, is that most of them are not going to Christ because they want Christ. They are going to Christ because they are seeing how others are glowing in the love of and the light of of the Lord that they found in the Spirit, and they want the same thing. But they will never find it because when you go to Jesus based on how you are seeing other people blessed, based on how you know that the Lord is going to bless you with all these things that he's promised you with, you are just interested in the blessings, you won't really have a full encounter with God. Every time you get trials and temptations and tribulation and get into storms, you are really going to have a hard time navigating yourself out of there navigating and finding god and listening to his voice and following him through that storm and trusting him because for you you are not prepared for the ugly you just want the beautiful okay i usually say that walking with christ as fun and beautiful as we say how you you're always you, like you get eternal life eternal peace eternal love and joy which is all true you get all these beautiful things but also it's also a fight the kingdom of god suffereth violence and the violent take it by force says the bible so if you are not ready to fight if you're not ready to get your hands dirty if you're not ready to really confront things that you, that are out of the you are not ready to come out of your comfort zone and that is in the physical to start growing in the spiritual then i don't think you're ready for the encounter of god okay and as christians that is where we fall short many of the time we have reduced god and put him in the confinement of time and space just because god has not been answering a prayer you've been saying for the last two weeks now you have lost your faith in god Look at the man who was healed at the pool by Jesus. He had been a, a, a an invalid in that um in that pool or around that pool for the last thirty eight years, and Jesus asked him, "Do you want to get well?" This man, instead of saying yes, considering how much he suffered, this guy because he was so focused on his pain, he was so focused on his disappointment that every single time he wants to go and dip himself in the pool, someone gets in before him. He was so disappointed that when he when when Jesus asked him, "Do you want to get well?" he thought that he meant, "Do you want me to push you to the well? Do you want me to bring you closer to the pool?" Not knowing that it was Jesus offering him healing because he told Jesus that I've been trying this for the last 38 years and every single time I try to get in, someone gets in before me. You see, he didn't even answer the question that he was asked. And Jesus just told him, get up and take your mat and go home. 
the the Pharisees got mad because this man was healed during the Sabbath. Okay, and they were saying they, they told the guy, "You cannot carry your mat during the Sabbath." They forgot that the Sabbath is holy. You are supposed to keep it holy because your Lord is holy. Okay, and 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 Jesus, there's there's this uh, there's this time where he said uh, he healed this woman with the spirit. He healed this woman from the bondage of the spirit of affamity, and they really got the the Pharisees really got mad at Jesus and Jesus told them and why asked them why they were being hypocrites because during the sabbath they let loose their oxes to go fetch water to lay in the grass and just relax with no yoke nothing and when it came to this woman being healed of her family then it was a crime why because they did not understand that this woman was in bondage spiritually they did not understand that this man at the pool was in bondage spiritually okay you are told that the, the guy after jesus um healed the man at the pool he told the man do not sin no more okay and that is something that you might think huh well well what, how how did he sin if he was 38 years in that in the, in that place probably he wasn't maybe he wasn't having sex he wasn't drinking he wasn't you know doing all of this but if you think about it that pool the the angel in quotes that was supposedly stirring up the water that was not the angel of the lord that was like a like a like a like a temple that was built by the Roman Empire for their gods and stuff, and so they or they the they brought the the handicapped people, and every time the water would like stir up, someone would get in and then they would get healed. Okay, and that was not that was not the power of God. If that was the power of God, then there was no need for Jesus to come and heal this guy of whatever he was suffering from. So as as a believer, when you find yourself in a place where you are in frustration, you need to ask yourself, why am I frustrated? Are you trying to put a time period in God blessing you? Because if you're putting a time period, if you are a person who is not interested in the physical, you know that time does not exist in the language of God. To God, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day to God. Okay, anything is possible with him. You can lose 50 years of your life and God can repay all these 50 years in just one day. A few hours, he can bring everything back. For me in my life, I remember I I, I had five years stolen from me and God re, re, like brought it all back and recompensated for all those five years just in, 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 in six months. He repaid everything that I would have done Everything that I would have gotten in this five years, he repaid it in a time period of six to one year, six months to one year. So there is nothing that is impossible with God. And if you look at the people who really walked with God, you have someone like Abraham who had to wait over 35 years to get a son. Okay. We have Jacob who had to work 14 years for the woman that he loved. Okay. We have the Israelites who had to wait 430 years for their freedom. Okay, we have um, we have Simeon who the Lord told you will not die until you have seen the face of the Messiah until he saw the face of Jesus. Then he said, "Okay, Lord, you can now take me. You have the man at the pool who didn't was invalid for all those years until Jesus saved him. Thirty eight years. We have that woman with the issue of blood who had her problem for 12 years until 
Jesus, you know, she touched the hand of Jesus and she got healed. All these people, yes, it happened in the spiritual, but what you don't realize is something happened in the spiritual. The reason why Abraham was so loved by God is because he walked with God in the spiritual. Faith is spiritual. Many people um, do not believe in God because they say, okay, there's no proof that God exists. There's no proof that to, to you to, to like tell us that Jesus died on the cross and raised and rose up again. There's no evidence supporting it. When you have a Bible, a whole Bible that is older than your entire generation telling you everything that you need to know. You're thinking of it on the human kind of logic in the perspective or the, the capability of a human being. And you know that God cannot be confined by space or time or the normality of humanity. Okay, and that is the problem with us. We, we, most of the people who are atheists, if you really listen to their arguments, they will tell you that I cannot believe in a book that has errors. I cannot believe in a book that was written in a man. And when you look at the Bible, there is nowhere that I see that the Bible is exalting a man. And if a man is exalted, it's because that man was living right before God. So basically everything is about God. So why would a man not exalt himself if it is in our nature to exalt ourselves, to make ourselves look pretty, to make ourselves look like heroes, to make ourselves look like this big people and this beautiful people? Why? Why would it not do that for us? That is to show that for us human beings, we are more concerned on what, on how people think of us, on what success means to us. But when it comes to God, it's the complete opposite. So my challenge for you today, my brother and my sister, is I need you to really think about your life. I need to think about where you stand with God. Just because you are now in a frustrating period does not mean that the Lord has forgotten you. Does not mean that you are not in a relationship with the Lord. All I need you to do is just tune up a little bit better. If you want to listen and hear the voice of God, you need the Holy Spirit. He's not a spirit. He's not speaking in tongues. He's not a dove. He's not fire. He's not wind. He's not goosebumps. He's not a gush of wind. That is, he's not a chill up your spine. He can manifest in such kind of things. He can, he can be seen in such kind of things, but that is not who he is. He is a person. I learned this, I think, three or four months ago, that he's a person. And if you want to activate and hear the voice of God, you have to talk to the Holy Spirit because he's a person. You have to believe it. You have to get into the spirit because the Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit. Sometimes, what do you think conviction is? What do you think this this feeling when you are about to sin, this thing, this feeling, this gut feeling, this thought that comes to you and tells you that is wrong? What do you think that is? That is God speaking to you. Okay, if you want to change your physical state, if you are tired of where you are physically, you need to go back to the spiritual. You have to tell God, okay, God, I know that in my spirit, I am someone else. I know there is something in the spirit that is happening. Open my eyes, make me spiritually sensitive, open my ears, open my eyes, open my heart. Let me see you submit me under your will so that I can be able to learn from you because God knows what you need. But you sometimes you don't know what you need. You need his guidance to even know what you need. So as a believer, I need you, don't start telling people you are too spiritual. When someone is telling you do not listen to secular music at all, listen to that person. When someone is telling you dress modestly for ladies, listen to that person. When someone is telling you don't have sex before marriage, listen to that person. Because they are trying to shield you. They know what happens in the spiritual when you do such kind of things. Such kind of things. You see now like in the music world, you see how demonic they do this ritual, satanic rituals, and then they hide it under art. They hide it under, under motivation. They hide it under, um, I don't know, um, loving others. 
okay, in quotes. There is no love because they are spreading all this demonization demons to people. They are demonizing people. They are spreading all this um, spirits to other people and they are making people get lost each and every day and they know exactly what they are doing. For you, it looks like art. For you, it just looks like music. For you, it's just lyrics. For you, it's just something that you sing along and forget every day but you don't realize that every time you confess those lyrics that are violent, that are uh, perverse, that are, that are demonic, you're actually inviting things to your life. For me, I noticed a very major change in a friend of mine who was really listening to secular music and stuff. And then once she stopped, I could really see a change in her life, the way she talked. If you are a Christian and you are struggling with curse words, I think you should look at what you're watching. Okay, for me personally, I'm, I'm guilty of even listening to secular music. And once I stopped, like completely stopped, because there is no... There is nothing such as this is not a perverse secular music. So long as it is not about God, leave it alone. The only music I can tolerate just a little bit is it's wedding songs. Songs that talk about love and not just any perverse love like real, genuine love. Then that is the kind of music I can listen to. But Otherwise, I'm either listening to worship or praise because I know what worship and praise does. Worship and praise activates your connection to God. God loves when people praise. God loves when people adore him. God loves when you give thanksgiving. And sometimes you might not even be aware, but you singing along to a worship song, it does something in you. Sometimes I notice even when I'm not listening to any music, I'll start like singing along to a song. Sometimes I'll even mix three different songs into one and it's a new worship song. And that's it. And I've, I'm, I'm now praising God. Sometimes a song can just take you over because your spirit feels it. It awakens something in you. Okay. And as, as believers, I really want to see us grow. I really want to see us get powerful. I want us to, to, to really stand up and have a voice together in the spirit. We need to start fighting because we are really um, sleeping. That's why the devil is winning over here. That's why the devil is doing all that he's doing. Remember, your enemy is not resting. Your enemy is not sleeping. Your enemy is not waiting around for you to get powerful. He's he's really using this time where you're not really um, accessing your true source, source of power. And that is in Jesus in the spirit. So do not be like the Israelites who you have this expectation of who God is and what he's supposed to do in your life and forget that God is spirit and what he needs from you and what he wants of you or demands of you is for you to reach to reach um, towards him in the spirit. Because when he called you, he did not call you physically. He called you spiritually because you felt something in you that made you say, hey, I'm going to try this out. I, I, I love this. I love this message about this Jesus. I want to know more about him. Okay, this is the difference between the 72 disciples and the 72 disciples or the many disciples that Jesus had and the 12. Because when Jesus gave this um, example of eating his flesh and drinking his blood, they took it literally. They didn't understand what Jesus was talking about because he was talking about eternal life. But the 12, especially Peter, who was among them, Jesus asked um, when, the, when, the, when the disciples uh, deserted Jesus, um, they, they really thought, uh, when, when the disciples heard about Jesus talking about, I don't know, um, he uh, eating his flesh and 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 drinking his blood, and they were like, "This is cannibalism." I I can't. We cannot believe in such kind of thing. According to uh, John chapter six verse sixty, 
It says on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Because they lacked spiritual insight. Okay. Aware of his disciples were grumbling. Jesus knew that they were grumbling about this. Jesus said to them, does this offend you? What if you see the son of man ascend to where he was before the spirit he, he was before the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. Okay. Jesus basically tells you that your flesh is nothing. This world and everything that it has to offer this world and everything it, uh, it has to offer is nothing. If you're believing to God to, to accomplish something that is just going to get you to your worldly pleasure, then you're lost. Okay. You might, not, you might not even have that prayer answered in the first place. And it clearly says that the spirit gives life. And then it continues and says, the words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit, the Holy Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe, not believing in the word of God, not believing in everything that the Lord is saying. You are missing an opportunity. You are missing a way of you to, to succeed, to really know who God is, to really know, to have an encounter with him. That's why you even see they really went and, 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 and deserted him. And then Peter said something very, very nice. Um, um, hold on. It says from verse 66, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Okay. And then it continues at 67. You want, you don't, you you do not want to live too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. Now you realize that Jesus, there are people who really say that there is really no free will when Jesus says, um, turn to me and choose life. Otherwise, if you don't turn to me, you're going to be sent to hell and stuff. They'd be like, then that's not free will. But Jesus clearly gave them the insight, the information. Those who take it, take it. Those who don't take it, then it's... It's exactly what it is. It's, it is it is what it is. You cannot change your decision because you have the free will to choose, okay, I want this or not. And Peter said something very nice. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Peter, when he left everything to follow Jesus, he left everything. Meaning even his everything that he thought he knew about Jesus, uh, about the Messiah, everything that he thought he learned maybe in, in Torah school, everything that he thought that he believed in, he left everything, including his mindset. He was being made anew following Jesus. And he says, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. He understood that the words of Jesus were not just any blind words, were not just any empty words. They were the real the real words, the real thing that they needed for eternal life. And then he continues and says, we have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Did Jesus tell him that? He did not, but he saw it. He, he felt it. When he was walking with Jesus, he came to understand that Jesus was the Son of God, is the Son of God. Okay. Then Jesus replied, have I not chosen you the twelve? Yet one of you is the devil. Now, how did he know this? Now, he was speaking about Judas. Now, after Simon Peter had, you know, uh, said that. Jesus knew that Judas would um, would betray him. Okay. God is not confined in space and time. So, obviously, before you even do something, he knows that you're going to do it. God knows your future. And even though he knew that Judas would betray him, he still chose him. Okay. That is to show you that 
there was nothing about Judas if if the disciples would have uh, would have seen Judas for who he was if they would have known that inside him there was there was no truth in him like yes maybe he was a little bit truthful but in the spirit he wasn't really um deep because if he was really deep in, like the other disciples if he was really obedient if he had faith enough in Jesus and really accepted him whole way he would have resisted the temptation from the devil and, te- and 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 conspired with the Pharisees and killed and handed over Jesus. Okay? So Jesus looks into your heart. Jesus and looks into your spirit. He knows who you are. Okay? Because he said yet one of you is a devil. So you need to ask yourself, you and your walk with God, what do you want from him? What is the real reason why you're with God? What do you really need from him? For me, I want God to use me to bring revival, to bring change, to bring um, restoration, to, to let his power move through me, to change lives, to be the salt of this world. I want to be the light of this world, okay? I want to be a lamp that will, through the, the light of Jesus, I will be able to, to bring others closer and closer to him, okay? And that is another distraction, Anyway, we are going to continue in the name of Jesus. Um, wow. It's the opposition for me. But otherwise, um, as we continue, you can see so many instances where people were listening to Jesus and all they could think of is the physical. All they could think of is make a reverence to the physical. I remember even one time when the Pharisees had sent some temple guards to go and arrest, arrest Jesus but they couldn't and they were really angry and Nicodemus tried to ask them if the law condemns a man without listening to him first and they replied to him according to John chapter 7 verse 52 which says they replied are you from Galilee too look into it and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee now see they had already concluded according to what they knew their understanding their wisdom they already concluded that there is no way that there can be a prophet who comes from Galilee they didn't, they didn't even know where Jesus was from they thought that he came from Galilee and he came from Nazareth that is to show you that you do not know anything as a human being you don't know anything if you want to get real insight from God you really need to um, you really need to look for him in the spirit. The only way you're going to experience God is if you search for him humbly, if you give up everything and tell him, Papa, I don't know anything. I don't know how to search for you. I don't know how to access it because sometimes it can be overwhelming. You might not even know how to access the spiritual and sometimes you, know, you might not even feel it. But in time, you will start seeing it. For me, I, I, when I gave my life to Christ again, I did not feel anything special. Okay. I did not, even when I received the Holy Spirit, I did not feel anything special. There was no wind, no goosebumps, no speaking in tongues, nothing. But later on, I started realizing I was spending more time in the word. I was enjoying, I was not, I was not just reading the Bible for the sake of reading. I was starting to enjoy the word of God. God removed the spirit of familiarity because every time I looked at the book of Matthew, I'd be like, ah, I know the spirit. I, I know the story of Jesus. Like I know he fed the 5,000, he walked on water. He um, got crucified, died, rose again. Now he's in, he's in heaven and he's coming back again. I, I knew that. But now ever since I started like sitting down and taking time, the Holy Spirit literally sat me down and told me, open your Bible because I did not even know where to start with my Bible reading. I started from the book of Genesis. And then one day I was continuing with my story. I had gotten to the part of Noah 
he told me no you have to stop you have to go back to matthew i want you to understand something and i need you to understand about jesus then I, i told him like i know about jesus and i know you know of him but you don't know him you need to learn about him i'm gonna teach you about jesus and that's when i started seeing everything behind miracles everything behind diseases there are some things that are not normal if you have seizures if you're a person who suffers from seizures you should know that there is a spirit behind it it's not me who says it it's the bible okay and you you see all these things that are happening and all these things that are behind the spiritual meanings behind every single thing every single miracle the lack of faith the the gaining of faith how faith can really shift something how getting really involved in the spiritual can really change your life that that is that is something that i learned in time i started noticing that i'm enjoying the word of god more i'm understanding it more i'm even able to sit down with someone and and explain something to them i was even able to have the confidence to go out there and start spreading the spreading the good news i have i i, I even got the the my love for blogging again but now i do it for the glory of god now everything that i do even the podcast that i'm doing right now it is all for the glory of god it's not for my own gain i'm not getting anything out of this i'm not getting any money I don't even have a decent following on this podcast but when I see last one two people have listened to this I know that I've blessed someone. For me I usually say like one soul in heaven is worth a thousand worldly followers on Instagram or anywhere else. Okay? I've lost interest in many things that I used to love. I've lost interest in things that I'm really I'm now seeing that they're really wasting my time. If there's anyone who comes to me and offers me something that is worldly, I'm going to look at them and be like, "Why are you trying to waste my time?" Because I know that whatever I'm trying to do here is 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 not is is not going to help me. It's not going to help me grow spiritually. And that is how we are supposed to live as Christians. If something is not benefiting your spirit, if something is not making you grow, leave it alone. Let it go. Okay? Just let it fly. Let it leave you alone because at the end of the day, Jesus asked, "What what does it gain a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul?" All these people out there out here in the world trying to get money, thinking that they are going to money is going to fulfill that void in their hearts. It won't. You trying to think that God blessing you with money is how you are going to encounter him. It's not. It's it's really not. Okay, accounting God, an encounter with God brings peace, brings joy, brings patience, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have, you help others. You start seeing that you are really bringing change and growth to other people. Then you know that you have the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit in you. You have God working in you. You've had an encounter with God. When you start noticing change in your life, that's when you can say that you had an encounter with God. But if you are still with the same desires with the same ambitions with the same uh, mindset that you had before you had your life you gave your life to Christ you need to really think about it again but at the same time this message is not to condemn anyone this message is to guide you to come back to the spirit as i said go back to god and i tell him lord i want to be closer to you i want to understand you more and now i know that you are of spirit you're concerned of the spiritual things i know that when i pay more attention to my spirit and my spiritual growth my physical is always go- is also going to manifest in its own way and slowly the holy spirit is going to start teaching you he's going to start talking to you you're going to have you're going to be listening to him and and you're going to be hearing him closely and and more clearer each and every time and within no time without even you noticing you start seeing a hey, my life is changing people will be asking what happened in your life what is this glow what is this change that i'm seeing in your life 
Okay, you won't have to say that you changed. People will see that you've changed. Okay, and you won't be changing so that people can see it. People will see the change in you and desire to be like you. They will be pointing it out to you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. I hope it blessed your life. I It re- really blessed my life. Um, I might have come in and out from, <laughs> from the topic here and there. But the main important thing is I wanted to put it across there that you have a father that loves you so much that is waiting for you back home that is waiting for you to finish your mission that he's waiting for you to ask the right questions to ask the right things to 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 need the right things so that he can bless you that so that he can use you for the glory and honor of his name and i know that everything that you do on this earth everything you put your heart your hand your head and your heart into especially for the kingdom of god there is a reward there are many rewards for you in heaven okay when you do the the will of the father here on earth that you say that you're submitting yourself only for him you're not doing it for anyone else you're just doing it for god there is a very special place for you in heaven so let's keep on encouraging one another let's keep on fighting the good fight do not give up jesus loves you i'm so happy that you took time to listen to this point share it with your friends share it with your family members share it with someone who needs to hear about jesus share it with anyone anyone that you know Uh, share it with one person so that we can grow this family and let us bring other people to christ but for now i wish you all a beautiful beautiful time i won't say a specific time day or night because i know most of my audiences are from different countries but until next time god bless you i love you and jesus loves you